Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast hosted by Tara Wren and the MPB education team. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. In this episode, we're taking a look back at our time at the 7th Annual Mississippi Science Fest, hosted by the Mississippi LaFleur Museum District on September 17, 2022. Mississippi Science Fest showcases science, technology, engineering, mathematics, STEM industries, organizations, and innovation happening across the state. The aim is to engage students, families, adults, and educators in a fun and interactive learning environment that promotes science education and workforce development. Jermaine Flood from MPB Think Radio broadcasted live to gauge the reaction of attendees and vendors alike. Class is now in session. Jermaine Flood broadcasting live for Chalkboard Chat. We are here at the Mississippi Science Fest 2022 at the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. This is at the Lafleur Museum District right here in Jackson. Long live wonder is the motto, and we are doing that right here with Elizabeth. She is a visitor to the Mississippi Science Fest. Elizabeth, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. What made you want to come out to the Science Fest this year? Okay, so um, I actually didn't know it was this weekend, okay? So <laughs> I've been working all week, and then I was trying to find something to do the weekend just to get out the house. Right. And I was like, hey, let's go to the Agriculture Museum. Right. And then when I I looked it up, and I was like, hey, the science fit. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So That's we've been so here. cool. Mm-hmm. So do you do stuff like that on a regular, like on the weekends, you kind of look to see what you can do for that weekend I or do. whatever? I do. That's so cool. I love the fact that you support the the things that go on out here in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Museums or whatever it is that you're going to. I love that. And I'm actually not from Jackson. I live, I'm from Stringer, Mississippi. Where? Okay, where is it? Jasper County. Where is it? Okay, so <laughs> let's see. Um, are you familiar with Bay Springs? It's coast. Um, so let's see. Laurel, Laurel, Mississippi. A little southern past Hattiesburg? Yes. Okay. So if you're in Laurel, Stringer is about well, about 20 minutes from from Laura. Okay, okay. So you, so you reside in Stringer or you're from Stringer? I reside in Stringer. You reside. So mm-hmm. you literally drove from Stringer to here. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. That is so cool. So do you do that on a regular, like, you just drive wherever, no matter where it is in Mississippi? I pretty much do. Um, in Stringer, we, it's a really small town country. We have $1 General, and they're working on another dollar store now. Um, no grocery store and one gas station. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. But I'm just glad you got out. So what have you done here today? Are you just now walking in? Have you walked around the museum Um, yet? I have not walked around this one yet. I'm just coming um, across the street from the agriculture and the... the sports okay. um, museum. Okay. So I'm just getting here. Okay. Well, what do you hope to see here at the Museum of Natural Science? You know, I'm really just hoping to learn new things. I like to read about the exhibit, so I'm I'm open-minded, so I'm not just, you know, closed into just looking or learning one thing. Right. That's good stuff. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. So is there anything that you would tell somebody who is looking for an event or something in the state of Mississippi, how they can... Google or look for it like you do? 
The internet is your best friend. <laughs> I promise you. You're always going to find something to do. Right, right. That's such good stuff. Elizabeth, I have had a time here with you. I hope you have a great time. I'm not going to hold you any further. You need to go downstairs. There's turtles down there you can touch. There's some man walking around in a T-Rex uniform. Um, so you're going to have a lot of fun here at the Museum of okay. Natural Science. Again, this is Jermaine Flood broadcasting live for Chalkboard Chat here with a visitor named Elizabeth. She is from Stringer, Mississippi, and we have had a great time with her here today on the show. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Right now, I'm sitting down with Dorlisa Hutton. She is with the Scientific Research Center. Dorlisa, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. And thank you so much for having me. Thank um, you so much yes. for being here. So tell me about what made you all want to come out and set, a, set up an exhibitor table here at the Science Fest. Well, as a nonprofit, SR1, we're 501c3. We focus on eliminating disparities in health, education, and technology. And a big push of that is college access and success for K-12 students. Uh, we've enjoyed a great partnership with the Museum of Science since 2011. So anytime there's a way to um, uh, work with the community, give back, especially with STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, we're here. So we yearly uh, help out with this particular activity. We just feel it's a great way to get the community involved in science. Okay, so where are y'all based at? Where is the, the Science Research Center based at? So our home base is in Ridgeland, Mississippi, and we serve students throughout central Mississippi. Uh, so everywhere from Hines, Madison, Scott, Neshoba, Lee counties. Uh, and with those counties such as Neshoba and Leek, we're actually, we go there where the students are. Uh, so, but our students here in Hines, Madison, um, Rankin County, they're welcome to come to our center there in Ridgeland. And we provide year-round services to get kids prepared. So we do non-school hours in the weekends mm -hmm. during the school year. And then through the summer, uh, we host a five-week summer camp. And all our services are free. Wow. So literally the kids can go there, learn all throughout the year for free. For free, and we like to do hands-on engagement uh, where kids learn those critical thinking skills uh, for our college prep services for our high schools and middle school. We do everything from ACT prep, college majors, field trips to colleges, and also FAFSA just to get them uh, ready for that first freshman year. That's so cool. If somebody wanted to know more information about that, where could they go to find that? They can go to our website at sr1tech, that's sr1tech.org. Uh, they also can email info, I-N-F-O, at sr1tech.org, or feel free to give us a call at 601-206-4544. Good stuff. So when you're here, what have you brought for the kids to enjoy at your exhibitor table? So today we actually brought our robotics team. Um, they're here today uh, showing off their robot that they built during last year's competition because this year's competition has begun and they're working on that year's robot uh, to introduce kids to what they can do with robotics. And we also have some hands-on activities for the smaller kids. They can actually build a rocket uh, that's self-propelled through simple things such as a straw. So to show them that STEM does not have to be high-tech, it can be something simple that you have with items around your home. Right. That's good stuff. So any kind of back information for you? Were you a science kid coming up? I was one of those kids that always got in trouble because I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just have a true love for science. Um, and I, that's something we at the organization believe in. Let the kids be curious. Right. Um, where we are with advances in science, we wouldn't know without failure. So we like to say, learn to fail fast. Hey, don't take failure as a setback. 
tech it is, how can I improve? And definitely with our robotics team, they go through several different designs and processes until they get their robot ready for the robotic season. So, hey, learn that failure is not a bad thing. It's just a stepping stone to improvement. That's good stuff. I thank you so much, Dorlisa, for joining me here on Chalkboard Chat. Okay. And thank you so much for having me. Again, this was Dorlisa Hutton. She's with the Scientific Research Center here in the state. And if you need more information, make sure you visit that website. And again, we're broadcasting live from the Mississippi Science Fest 2022 at the LaFleur Museum District here in Jackson, Mississippi. Right now in with me, I have Ian Cogley with the Bureau of Land Management here in Mississippi. He is the Production Accountability That's Technician. <laughs> we just call it PAT. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much for joining me here today. Tell me a little bit about your position with the Bureau of Land Management and the Bureau itself. Yeah. I, this is my first time meeting you or yeah. meeting the Bureau. So okay. let me know a little bit about it. So as a PAT, I audit oil wells. Um, so the Bureau of Land Management, we audit, not audit, but we um, look over about 245 billion acres of land throughout the United States. And our uh, mission statement is for the health and diversity of those said lands. And with lands, you know, you have animals, yeah. um, oil, uh, hard rock, and, you know, the whole nine yards. Right, right. The Robin Hoods of land. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but not too bad. Uh, we um, we got to stick to regulations and okay. everything okay. the Bureau. Okay, so. okay. Coolness, coolness. Yeah. So how did the Bureau get involved with Mississippi Science Fest 2022? Um, I think this has been going on for a few years now. Okay. Where the Bureau, we're uh, located in Flowood. Um, we come out and, you know, tell the kids what we do mm -hmm. um, throughout the Bureau. Okay. And what was it that you brought here for them to kind of interact with during Science Fest? Uh, animal pelts. So, I saw that. Yeah. And the amount of kids asking me if I killed those animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no. With my bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I do that. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, just different animal pelts. and. Which know, ones did you bring? Uh, we have a black bear, a deer, beaver, um, a fox, a skunk, and an otter. Right. And, and some turtle shells. Right. Yeah. What's been the reception when they, other than asking you, did you kill that animal? Like, when they touch it, like, what has been their reaction? I'm pretty shocked, yeah. I mean, they, I think one kid earlier, like, put his whole face on it. I was like, <laughs> I was like there's a bunch of kids putting their hands on that. I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they're all. You it know. was snuggly to yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. No, but they're, I mean, they're all super excited about it. Right. You know, it's, right, it's right. fun to see their reaction. Right, right. Mm. What's the importance, one, of land management, and two, teaching kids about it? Um, so, you know, another part of our mission statement at the Bureau is to keep the land how it is for future generations. Mm hmm. And just teaching kids, you know, um, you know, to respect the land, you know, throughout the country. Right, right, yeah. right, right. What's your passion behind it? Have you grown up, like, in the wilderness hunting or yeah. anything like that? So that's kind of where you got to the Bureau? Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually from the coast in Mississippi. So okay. And I grew up on the beach, you know, in the woods in Mississippi. Yeah. And just, you know 
keeping our lands clean and everything. Right, you know? right. Are you the police, like if somebody's with you and they throw something out the window on a car ride, do you I, go uh, like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I grit my teeth pretty hard. I, fig- I figure. <laughs> <laughs> figure you're like, I'm going to have to deal with that later. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, side truck or something. <laughs> that is so cool. What could you tell parents the importance of having their children come out to an event like this? Um, well, you see different types of, um, you know, things uh, revolving around science. I mean, I think Bellhaven's here and Mississippi State, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're teaching about black holes. So, I mean, it's like really interesting stuff. Right. And it's pretty cool seeing, you right. know, the museum doing this every year, inviting kids out. Yeah. So it's a good reason to come out. Yeah. So, yeah. so much exploration it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I thank you so much, Ian, for joining us today here yeah, on Chalkboard sure. Chat, for bringing um, your expertise and the pelts that you did not kill yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> with you from the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. So I just thank you so much for helping to give back here mm. at Mississippi Science Fest 2022. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you, Thank you again. I'm sitting down right now with Dalton Knight. He is with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. And he is here with the terrestrial turtles and topography. Um, that's with the museum ambassadors here at the Mississippi Science Fest 2022. Dalton, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So what made y'all want to come and say, I know you work for the Science Museum, <laughs> but what made y'all want to come and say, let's bring out the turtles today? Well, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to get to uh, engage with the public and to teach them a little bit about the wildlife that we have inside of Mississippi's borders. Um, Mississippi is unique in the fact that we are we are extremely blessed in, in relation to wildlife among the 50 states. We have a plethora of animals that really don't get a lot of attention that I think absolutely should. And I think uh, turtles certainly do uh, qualify for that. They're uh, adorable little things, I tell you that much. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, we do have a few turtles, uh, very uh, much live ones, uh, that you can come see right now at Science Fest. We have a few box turtles for you, uh, three-toed box turtles, as well as one that isn't quite a turtle, uh, although... I guess it kind of is. It's one of those, uh, a square is a square, but a rectangle is also a square okay. kind of thing. Okay. Um, we have a gopher tortoise, uh, which all tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises. Um, wow. And that works. Who knew? Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's confusing, believe you me. Uh, it took me plenty of time to learn the difference between the two. But um, the tortoises cannot swim Right. is the... Uh, kind of defining oh, feature. Oh, okay, okay. The difference between a turtle mm-hmm. and a tortoise. Cannot swim, does not want to swim, uh, prefers to drink water, not get in it. Right. Well, listeners, you have learned something as well as I today. <laughs> the difference between turtles and tortoises. Tell me a little bit about the topography. What is that all about? Okay, so um, we have a brand new exhibit here at the Museum of Natural Science, and it is an augmented reality sandbox. And that sounds very intimidating, but I promise you it's a lot more fun than it is scary. Uh, so what it is, is, is a, it is a uh, sandbox that has a projector and a whole bunch of complicated machinery hooked up on top of it that is projecting an image of a topographical map 
and those are the kind of maps that show you geological features and uh, terrain, elevation, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, we have a brand new exhibit that that's going to be a permanent fixture here at the museum. Kids can come and play in that sand and move the sand around, make hills, mountains, whatever they want to make, and whatever that uh, whatever they end up making will show up in the uh, projection so it'll like have different color gradients and yeah. it'll show you elevation and it's a very very cool thing to watch and even more fun to play with i saw that so i know here at the museum of natural science i mean getting a mess is not a big thing but the sand do y'all are y'all scared about the sand just being everywhere from that well we have we have been doing a lot of uh sort of uh, troubleshooting, I guess you right. say, in regards to the sand, because uh, we we got the uh, we got the topo box in in May, but we weren't able to fully unveil it, you know, ready to kind of show off what it can do to the public until today um, and Friday, you know, when Science Fest started the kind of kickoff, uh, the fanfare mm -hmm. for the new exhibit, mm -hmm. and um, we we've been doing a lot of troubleshooting in regards to the sand because it creates a lot of dust because you know kids want to come and throw things you throw the sand and you know have a good fun with it but uh as long as we come through every now and again with a broom you know it's it's perfectly fine yeah it, you know it's not a big deal uh, messes happen a lot at the museum of natural science it happens a lot when you deal with live animals right. so a little bit of sand never hurt anybody right. in comparison just side note this may not make it to the podcast but i used to eat sand as a kid that has <laughs> nothing to do with topography at all nothing to do with it what has been the reception though that you've seen the kids have with the turtles with the topography how excited are they down there? oh they are they are they're going ballistic. They love it. It is uh, just a explosion of just happiness that just radiates across their face when they see, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, colorful sand and a turtle. My life is now complete. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's just, and it, getting to see moments like that yeah. is part of what makes my job so great. And yeah. what I love about coming to work is right. just getting to uh, kind of ignite that spark of just oh my gosh, learning can be fun, you right, know, and right, right. this is great. And maybe I, you know, I want to pursue this later in life because uh, when I was little, I used to come to the Natural Science Museum all the time. My parents would take me at, from when I was, you know, to quote their terminology, knee high to a frog. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I loved or it so much. Or to a turtle. Or to a turtle. <laughs> or to a turtle, box or tortoise, uh, take your pick. That's good stuff. So outside of here... Um, the fest per se. Outside of the fest, what do you do? Um, what's your position entail at the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science? Okay, so uh, I am a conservation educator. I work in the education department. Um, I'm in house at the museum, uh, at the facility, uh, Monday through Friday, and occasionally on weekends. Um, and what my duties are as a conservation educator is just to kind of engage with the public, to do little shows uh, with our some of our at what we call our animal ambassadors. Uh, we have some animals that we keep only in the education department, and we don't normally show them like in exhibits, uh, but what we do is we do little programs. They are more comfortable with humans, more comfortable with handling than, say, some of the other animals that we have on display would be. So you can pick them up, you can touch them, um, and we can you know, get you up close and personal with an animal and try to, you know, get you that hands-on experience good stuff. literally good stuff one reason why parents should come out and bring their kids to something like this because it is a 
it is something that will always be around you. As a Mississippian, you cannot get away from wildlife. I mean, even in the heart of Jackson, you're going to have all kinds of critters coming up to your lights right. at night. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have possums that are maybe rummaging around your trash can, and you're going to hear all sorts of frogs croaking at night. So to better get a, a sort of engagement with that wildlife that is so inescapable here and to perhaps even get a better appreciation for it and sort of fall in love with it, that is the biggest reason, I think, to come to the, natural muse- uh, the Museum of Natural Science. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Dalton Knight, I thank you so much for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat, telling us a little bit more about turtles, learning, uh, telling us a little bit more about topography. I've enjoyed our chat today. So have I. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you again. That was Dalton Knight. He is with the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science here at the Mississippi Science Fest 2022 at the Lafleur Museum District. All right. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. What's your name? You're here at the Mississippi Science Fest. Anna Rose Sullivan. Hey, Anna Rose. How are you doing today? Good. Are you excited to be here at the Mississippi Science Fest? Yes, I really am. Who are you here with? My grandma. Is she fun to hang out with? Yes. Okay, what do you like most about science? Um, you get to learn new things. Yep, you do get to learn new things. And what have you done since you've been here? What was your favorite thing that you've seen today? Well, I really like the turtles outside. Really? I didn't get to see them. Are they big? Well, there's a water turtle and a land turtle. Oh, okay. Did they let you touch them? Yes, they let you touch the shell. <gasps> Were you scared? Um, not really. Because the turtles may, they're not fast. They are. Turtles are fast? Mm-hmm. I thought turtles were slow. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they are sometimes slow. Okay, and then what else do you think, why should a kid come here to Mississippi Science Fest? Well, you could learn new things. You could try experiments outside. There's like um, a chemistry club and the turtles I talked about earlier and um, a fur thing, a paw thing, like tracks. And there's lots of other fun things I haven't done yet. Oh, and I can't wait for you to do them. Anna Rose, I thank you so much for joining me here on Chalkboard Chat today. I'm glad I joined. Thank you. We have Robin Person. She is the owner of Outside NMS. Robin, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Thank you so much for having me. I thank you so much for being here, especially as an exhibitor. You've been in the trenches with us all day, and we've been having such a great time here at um, Outside of Mississippi. And you've been busy downstairs. It has been nonstop. Every time I walked by you, it was like just a full table of people. So, Robin, one, let's talk about the exhibit that you brought on behalf of Outside in Mississippi. What is it that drew all those people to your table? Well, uh, there's two, two things, really. Um, on one side, I had my nature boxes, which is one of the things that I make. And then on the other side was the activity that we had for kids. So we were having them make um, beaded coral snakes. Yeah. So everybody everybody loves that apparently. That turned out to be way more interesting than I thought the kids were going to were going to were going to enjoy it. Right. And, I mean, I ran out of the beads because so many of the kids wanted to do that. It's so cool. So cool. I'm glad they had a great time. Let's talk about outside in MS. What is it all about? 
Oh, gosh, it's about a couple of different things, <laughs> actually. Um, I, I do uh, outdoor education. Okay. Uh, so one of the things I do is kayak tours. Um, I also do classes, uh, nature-based classes, both for adults and kids. I do a summer camp. Okay. Uh, make the nature boxes. Um, I also do scavenger hunts. Uh, just kind of anything that promotes nature and the outdoors. Right, right. Good stuff. I love it. So outside in MS, what made you want to open that up to promote those the nature and outdoors? Uh, well, <laughs> actually, I, I, was, I used to work at a state historic site, and the site got closed down. Okay. And that gave me a chance to reinvent myself, and I have always loved the outside. And this just was the perfect opportunity to, um, you know, kind of pick up the slack for where, mm-hmm. where people had not been doing outdoor education. Mm-hmm. I lived down in Natchez, and... Uh, it was just something that was sorely lacking there. And right. so I, I filled the vacuum, and uh, now I'm the person to go to, I guess. Right, right, right. And here, why is it so important for kids to come and learn about the outdoors in Mississippi? Uh, well, as you know, kids and, well, and, and adults, too, we spend a lot of time looking down, specifically at our screens. Yeah. And we need to look up and see what's what's all around us. We need to... To see the, you know, the, the trees around us and the animals around us and the birds around us, because all of that stuff is connected. Mm-hmm. You know, if one thing goes down, we're all going down, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's important for kids to understand and, and to not be afraid. You know, and I've met so many kids who are just afraid of things outside, and it's because they don't know. They don't know about it. They don't know about snakes, or they don't right. know about bugs, or... And once you get to educating them about it and they start appreciating it more and they become not afraid and not only that, but they start teaching other people, Mm -hmm. other kids, Mm -hmm. other adults, even their parents Mm -hmm. about the things that they've learned. Right. That's good stuff. I love that. I love that. And I saw the wonder in their eyes while they were at your table and just everybody was just so amazed and having a good time. They they were. They really had a good time. Um, They got to learn about... Uh, you know, the, the difference between the terms venomous and poisonous, which are two very different things. And right. they got to learn, um, you know, the characteristics of a coral snake versus a harmless king snake. And how, you know, not all snakes are, you know, bad or going to do something right. to you. Right. And, um, they just, they really had a good time with it. And everybody, you know, likes to take something fun home. Good stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the partnership. How long have you been coming as an exhibitor to Mississippi Science Fest? Uh, several years, actually. And it was basically uh, through, you know, the, the invitation of Nicole. Right. Who got a lot of this uh, set up. Um, I've done several partnerships with them, not just um, through this particular one, not the, the Science Fest, but I've also um, taught... Uh, art workshops mm-hmm. for them as well mm-hmm. and um, I've also been a volunteer here many years ago but I hope to start doing it again and I just took a master naturalist class that was based here as well mm-hmm. so um, even though I'm 100 miles away I still like to maintain a really close relationship with all the people uh, who work here yeah you're, you're threaded in you're Natchez <laughs> but you you might as well just be here yeah they know who I am <laughs> <laughs> Robin, tell my listeners a little bit about how they can find out more about Outside and MS. Oh, well, they can certainly come to my website, which is outsidein, and that's I-N-M-S dot com. Um, or they can also check my Facebook site, Outside in MS. Uh, those are really the two big ways that I advertise. And, um, you know, you can find out everything you need to know. And if you have questions, you can always email me at rsperson, P-E-R-S-O-N, 
at uh, bellsouth.net. Make sure you all do that. Make sure you go out there and check out Outside and MS. And you know what else? Get outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ms. Robin, thank you so much for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat, and thank you so much for being a part of Mississippi Science Fest 2022. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me to do this. In with me right now is Monica Gilmore. She is with the Professional Engineers and Surveyors. They call it Peoples. Peoples. And she is one of my peoples, and she is here <laughs> on Chalkboard Chat with me. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so Lo much Loving for your energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just naturally like, I had an orange juice this morning. That was it. Okay. Oh, no, I'm lying. I had Whataburger. I did have a Whataburger sandwich. But we are broadcasting live here at Mississippi Science Fest. And tell me a little bit about your work with Peoples, the Professional Engineers and Surveyors. All right, so it's the Mississippi Board of Licensure for Professional Engineers and Surveyors. And we do exactly that. We license engineers and surveyors, be it that they're graduating from college or engineers practicing in other states who are looking to get licensed in Mississippi. Okay. In Mississippi, you can't call yourself an engineer unless Without you're professionally licensed. Without coming through, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I call myself an audio engineer, but do I have to come through for that? So, not a licensed practice. <laughs> Uh, but technically, engineer, professional, you require a license. Okay, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you all partnered with the Mississippi Science Fest to do here today. All right, so we're talking about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and we say that engineering is the glue that holds STEM or STEAM together. Okay. And today we're just challenging students to think about how, what, what is an engineer? What is a surveyor? What do they do? And our challenge is to take a sheet of tin foil. This is something you can do at home, mom and dad. Right. We have a bowl of water, a sheet of tin foil. We're challenging them to take that sheet of tin foil and make a boat and then test it out to see if it floats. And we add weights to it to see how long it would float. And the challenge for the student is to think, hmm, how would I make a boat? They struggle with that for a minute. And then once they get that and they put it in the water and they see how it reacts when, they add, when they're adding weight to it. Right. How could I make it better? Right. In terms of angle, some of the designs that the students come up with is quite creative. And that really is all the engineering process is, thinking about how you would make something. If you make a mistake, thinking about how I can make it better. Right. Trial and error. Trial and error. Trial exactly. And error. Trial and error. I would make it worse. <laughs> No, I think you'd make it better. I think you'd make it better. I can see myself making it. So, okay, so I'll, the, I'll take your, your word for you it. You would, you would. That's one. And then we're also taking Legos and we're making a bridge. And so if you're looking for a fun activity at home, right. doesn't require much. Most parents probably have a box of Legos laying around somewhere. I do. Probably got a pool somewhere. Fill it with water, depending on the width of the pool, and have your kids to build a bridge over that pool of water. So cool. And they'll be thinking about the weight of the bridge. Could it support someone walking across the bridge to get to the other side? It's just a creative way to take what you have at home, yeah. inexpensive, and to get kids to start thinking about the design process. So cool. So what has been the response that you've gotten um, from the kids? Are they excited about making these things work? They are very excited about it. So much so, <laughs> I'm, one, I'm hoping that the volunteer that's holding down my station right now has not been overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> because we're really getting really good support. And it's just really neat to see the light go off in their eyes when they're successful at it. Right. And it's such a simple thing to do. I have to say, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. It's really very simple. Just how would you get, how would you make a boat? 
if you had to be, you know, placed out on an island somewhere and I gave you something that you can make to get yourself off of the island, what would you do? Right. And to see the lights going off in their eyes. And once they're able to do it, and then when they're adding the weight to it, the more weight they're able, especially the boys, right? they're really getting a kick out. And I just love that. <laughs> I love that. They are doing it for real. Yes. Why should somebody consider making sure their children are kind of well-versed in, I guess, the, 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 the art of engineering? So the first thing I would say is yeah, we're facing a shortage. So... It, in licensure, we've seen fewer and fewer students coming through in engineering. So the first thing, our hope in being a part of today's activities is, one, to encourage more people to, to consider or look at engineering and science, engineering and surveying as a career. Right. And so just helping your kid think about how things are made. When you're driving down the road, if you see that guy on the side of the road and he looks like he's looking through an hourglass, yeah. that's a surveyor. Okay. You could do that. If you like being outside. Like, who is that guy out there with the tripod exactly. taking pictures? Who's, exactly. That's the surveyor. Okay. That's the surveyor. And we need those. We need those people in order for communities to grow. Right. A surveyor helped to build, helped to design this building. All of the work that you see being done out here at the park, the, the new uh, walkways that are being put in, surveyors and engineers are helping to do that. That's good They're stuff. They're an integral part of the community. That's good stuff. Exactly. Your background was... have. Coming from, a, I guess, a kid into adulthood, did you have any kind of engineering background that you were pulling on when you were coming up? You know what? I had a math teacher who said, Monica, you should consider engineering. Because I loved math and science when I was in high school. Right. And I, and I asked parents while they're down there, hey, does your child like math and science in school? Right. And if you do, that's, I think, kind of the Kickstarter for someone who's in, interested in pursuing a career in engineering. Right. So for me, it was my uh, math teacher, Mrs. Atlas, Christina Atlas. She said, hey, you like math? You should think about engineering. Yeah, that's something, like, you hear kids going, I want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. You don't hear them say, I want to be an engineer. You don't. And we need more engineers to go into schools to encourage kids. Most kids don't know what an engineer look like. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we need for more. Right. Engineers out there, we need you. He wears a suit. Exactly. No, <laughs> we, no, no. no. We, we need you in school so the kids can see themselves right. in you and see the possibility. Right, right. That's good stuff. Yeah, Monica. awesome. That is such good mm -hmm. stuff. If people wanted to learn more about peoples, mm -hmm. um, professional engineers and surveyors, where could they go to find out that information? So our website is www.peoples, P-E-P-L-S, and that stands for P-E, professional engineer, P-L-S, professional land surveyor, dot ms.us or dot us.ms, one of those. Cool, mm -hmm. cool. Monica. Or just put in peoples in your Google search. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Monica, it's been such a great time I know, having awesome. you here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank on you. On Talkboard Chat. We're Thank so you much so much today. for coming up and talking to us Thank today. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, this was Monica Gilmore. She's with Peoples, the professional engineers and surveyors. They are here at Mississippi Science Fest 2022, and she has been broadcasting live with us today, and I thank her so much. And in with me is Sumit Kulkarni. He is with the University of Mississippi's Oxford Science Cafe podcast. They brought the black hole demo right here to the science fest and we have got him on the show Sumit thank you so much for joining us here on chalkboard chat thank you thanks for having us thank Very you to be here. thank you so we've already connected before through a meeting so I'm excited to have you on first off I want to talk about University of Mississippi's Oxford Science Cafe podcast tell me a little bit about where the idea came for that and and just you know the passion behind what you do there I'll start off with the Science Cafe. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. Uh, so the Science Cafe is something where every month we invite a researcher, usually from the university, but sometimes 
a visitor uh, to come and give a public talk about science, about their research. And we really emphasize that they talk about how they do their science, mm. like the story behind it, not just tell the discoveries that they've made, which are awesome, yeah. but also like uh, the process, who worked on it, the students involved. And it's it runs about an hour with it's it's an open conversation in an informal setting. It's it's it happens at Heartbreak Coffee uh, on downtown Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a lot of like young kids to like octogenarians, you know, attending, right, and really engaging with the science, asking plenty of really interesting questions. That's so cool. So did you go to university? Did you graduate from University of Mississippi? I did not. I did my undergrad back in India, okay. and then I came to almost for graduate school back in 2017. Okay, so you are, you are a little graduate. You're alum, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, you're still alum. So tell me about growing up. Were you always passionate about science? Absolutely, uh, yeah. And in particular, I was like a big space nerd from, from the beginning. Like I always used to like read books, like what NASA's sending up, yeah. talk, read about the Voyagers and all these like interesting space probes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I kind of wanted, always knew that I wanted to do science. And yeah, here I am. I'm really, I'm thrilled to be actually doing research in that as well. Right, right. Now, I know you brought the black hole demo. How have the kids been receptive to that? Are they excited to, to learn about black holes? Are they like, what is, a, are you talking about a black hole like in the ground? Or what? How are they recepting to that? Well, the ones who have heard about black holes in science fiction or in TV or whatever, they're like, whoa, black holes. <laughs> you know, that's the reaction that you, <laughs> that you expect. Uh, there are others who haven't heard about it, but they're absolutely fascinated. The fact that it's something from which even light cannot escape. And if you go too near to it, it just sucks you in. And then you, this is something that exists in the universe that we don't know what lies inside of it. You know, that's... right. Just that wonder of it was really exciting to share share with the kids. That's some good <laughs> stuff. So, how have you been today? Has it been busy down there? Are you are you stressed or are you really <laughs> happy still? <laughs> I'm I'm I've, I have that exhausted but <laughs> incredibly. I see it on your face, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the moment we wrap up and the moment we have stopped engaging with the kids, that's when like it's like a it's like a spring. It's all you know being accumulated while you're over there. You're active a hundred percent of the time, and once that's over, it just You've releases. You've sucked into a black hole. You have <laughs> yeah. gone into the black hole. Now. <laughs> absolutely, that's what a black hole is. Absolutely. <laughs> Sumit, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to bring in your colleague Lorena Zerducci, and she is going to be coming in to talk a little bit more about what it is you all do and what y'all have done here at the Science Fest. So, Sumit, thank you so much for joining me. Thank here. you, Jermaine. <laughs> really appreciate that. Right now, I'm sitting down with Lorena Zertucci. She is with the University of Mississippi's Oxford Science Cafe podcast as well. And she brought the Black Hole demo along with Sumit. Lorena, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Thank you for having me here. I'm Uh, very excited. Thanks for coming to Mississippi Science Fest. Thanks for meeting me out here. It was like one big date. We told each each other that we were coming and we made it. So it became a reality. (laughs) Right. It became a reality. It became a reality. So let's again go back to the Science Cafe podcast, the Oxford Science Cafe podcast. What piece do you have in the podcast? What is it that you do with the podcast? 
So it, this has been mainly uh, Sumit's project, that's the way I like to say it, because I've had a smaller part, so I have interviewed some of the speakers that we've had in the, in the podcast, especially for the anniversary, the 10th year anniversary of the Oxford Science Cafe. We interviewed some people, for example, the founder of the Oxford Science Cafe and some of the first speakers. So my role was mainly in interviewing and talking to them and connecting with those people. Right, right. How do you, do you love interviewing? Is that something that you've taken a liking to? I do. It's, uh, it's a bit difficult sometimes to know what questions to ask. But right. if you just really get into the conversation, it's very easy to just, you know, keep asking questions. And then you eventually run out of time, but you don't and run out of like, questions. For more information, visit. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> what much. I do. We'll do it at the end of this. No. <laughs> That's so cool. That is so cool. So you brought down the black hole demo. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like down there. So the main demo for the black hole is this kind of uh, square wooden frame that has this spandex sheet on top. And then we put a, a bowl that is essentially pulled down by a heavy weight at the bottom. So the spandex essentially starts curving in towards the center. So it creates this kind of curved space time that we always like to say. And so since we have something so heavy, like a black hole in the middle, then we have a smaller marble that you can just kind of throw close to this black hole. And you will notice that the orbit of this small object starts going around the black hole instead of just going in a straight line. Right, right. So cool. So the kids have been really doing that down there. They love that. They cannot get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have had a line out the door, basically. Of yes, it's, we have not had a moment to just Except for bring. now. Except for now. Except for now. I got y'all away, so that's good stuff. For a minute, and I then y'all go back I still down. have a voice, so that's what's important. <laughs> right. I've got y'all away. So were you, are you a graduate of U, University of Mississippi? Yes, so I am in the PhD program as well okay. uh, in the Department of Physics and Astronomy, and my work is on binary black hole physics, which is why we are doing this exhibit on black holes and... Um, and other compact objects, like okay. neutron stars. So since I know nothing of black holes, I'm about to ask you a really off-the-wall question, okay? So okay. could we, on Earth, possibly get sucked into a black hole? On Earth, no. So the closest black hole is still very far away from us. So we are in no danger, absolutely, to be sucked into a black hole. Okay. We'll have to get pretty close to it, and we will go into orbit around it, kind of like a planet, yeah. and it will take a very long time for us to actually fall into it. So we would know we're, we're getting close, though? Would we know? Okay, maybe, okay, just mind-blown emoji right now. My mind just blew. Don't answer anything else for me. I could, I could be like a child, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still many questions that we can't even answer. I know it. It's, it's crazy. I know it. That's why there's so much interest in black holes, and, and just being able to teach the kids about it today is really great stuff. So I'm just glad that y'all are here for that. So if somebody wanted to know more about the um, Oxford Science Podcast at the University of Mississippi, where could they go to find out more about that? So we have the podcast. So it's called Sipping Science, like Mississippi, so Sipping Science. And you can find it on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and you can also find it on Spotify. That's so cool. That's so cool. I may have y'all on another show, and then we could talk more about the podcast We would as love well. that. <laughs> that would be so great. Tell me about why it's so important for people to bring their children out to an event like this. So I think it's just important to allow your children to just see a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. So as important as literature and the arts are, I think science play a very important role in developing 
their thinking, their critical thinking skills, and just to learn to observe things that happen in our world, in our world. Sorry, you know, like from the orbits of like something going around a black hole, we always say, well, you know, we are going around the sun, like the planet is going around the sun. So kind of to connect them, that science is not something that's very far out there. It's something that we kind of see every day, but sometimes we don't recognize it. So I think it's important to expand their minds and allow them to develop interest that may not be necessarily the most popular. That's good stuff. Thank you so much, Lorena, for joining us here today on Chalkboard Thank Chat. Thank you for having me, Jermaine. Again, this has been a Chalkboard Chat Chat with the University of Mississippi Oxford Science Cafe podcast and their black hole demo. I learned a little bit and probably needed to learn more, but we don't know. It's a black hole. But they are here with their podcast from the University of Mississippi. Again, that was Sumit Kulkarni and Lorena Zertucci. And I just thank both of them for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat. James, I am so glad to meet you. This is James Knowles. He's here with us on Chalkboard Chat podcast. We're at the LaFleur Museum District for the Mississippi Science Fest 2022. James, are you having fun here today at the Mississippi Science Fest? Uh, I guess. <laughs> what have you done since you've been here? What was your favorite thing that you've seen? Well, I went to this booth where they did some experiments with a thing called a pressure tube thing. Okay. Where if you put something, actually it's called a vacuum tube. Right. Well, well if you put a hose in it and then it pumps air into the small glass oh, that's cool. jar thing. That's cool. And whatever is inside it gets inflated. Oh, okay. Like a balloon, but too much of it will cause it to explode. Wow. Did it did it explode while you were watching it? Uh no, it's not powerful enough to do that. Did you want it to explode while you were watching it? Yes. I figured that was what was happening. So what else do you look forward to doing today? Are you going to walk around and see some of the other exhibits? Um, I guess. That's cool, James. And what's your favorite subject at school? Is it science? Yes, because I'm starting to take up coding. Oh, wow. Like computer coding. That's so yes. cool. Is that what you want to do when you grow up? Uh, I guess. I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Just yet. That's okay. You're still young. Don't worry about it. But when you're here, you might find something that you like. James, I thank you again for visiting with us on Chalkboard Chat. Me too. You know, you're a nice person. You are too, James. I like you very much so. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Jermaine Flood broadcasting live. We are at the end of Mississippi Science Fest 2022. We have had a great time here at the Mississippi Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and Parks, Mississippi Museum of Natural Science at the Lafleur Museum District. The motto, long live wonder. And right now in with me, we have Nicole Smith. She is the <laughs> event planner and naturalist with the Mississippi Museum of Science. And she's been keeping the wonder going on all <laughs> day long. And we just appreciate her for everything that she has done for the Science Fest. Nicole, welcome to Chalkboard chat. Thank you so much for having me and coming out to play today. I it's know it. Awesome. I know it. We, <laughs> we literally played. I got stickers galore. I'm a sticker girl. So they were giving out stickers downstairs at the exhibits. It's and a good thing. Yeah. It's such, it was so great today. I mean, I got to talk about space, which is one of my favorite things. I got to touch a turtle. 
Um, Live the dream. Live the dream. I learned about black holes. I mean, there was just so much going on today. So such a great time. Nicole, tell me a little bit about what all your position entails. Event planner and naturalist. (laughs) Okay. So the um, the edited version. So in the beginning of the encyclopedia, we begin with right, A, right. antics. Uh, no, uh, so it is kind of a, a broad event. You really do need to be able to be a science communicator to take information that scientists who are very good at their job of research, at, but help them learn how to communicate that to the public. Okay. And so I do work with some of my exhibitors to get them to that level to remind you, remind people that going to be working with some third graders yeah you know or, or occasionally you're going to have an eighth grader and then you're going to have an 80 year old and, right who knows nothing. Know, yeah. so what what is the language that's going to connect and so that's part of the job so that and that's just one component you know the other part is um it is my circus and they are my monkeys you know i do have a lot many moving parts right, right. and and to talk to a lot of wonderful people about their talents and how to showcase it uh, there, you work with uh, great partners in the LMD, like the Children's Museum, the Sports Hall of Fame, and the Ag Museum, and you kind of work together to build something beautiful about community. You know, so that's very important. Like our museum has been in existence since the 1930s, and we have been doing like the key components of research here for the you know for the state. You know, our endangered species management program uh, comes through work that's done here. Right. Right, right. And uh, and we often translate that work into something that people can relate to. Right. So there's there's a lot, you know, I uh, it's it's wonderful, it's a blessing, it's a calling. Ringmaster. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, just trying to showcase people's gifts. And uh, and Jackson has so many beautiful things that are being done uh, professionally, research-wise, education-wise in STEM. It's just really great to focus on it. And honestly, we do it all the time throughout the year. This event just has a higher profile because of the four museums in the district is our signature event. And so a lot of people see that. Let's talk about the impact that this event has had over the years. Okay. What have you seen come out of here, especially when it comes down to the attendees, the children who come to learn? What have you seen come out of this event? I I see some new enthusiasm for topics they may not have encountered before. So I like that. You know, I really like seeing that someone might find something that they weren't aware of. Like maybe they knew about dinosaurs and dinosaurs were cool and you're, you know, you're four and you want to be a paleontologist. But then you meet an astrophysicist right and and stars are great and then somehow maybe you might be thinking about something different right maybe dinosaurs in space i don't know you're four things go now but (laughs) but you know it's very inspirational and uh we're very blessed to be able to facilitate that wonder right good stuff good stuff let's talk about the exhibitors here i mean from madison county library who i got to talk to mississippi college um, Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, the Mississippi um, uh, Department of Physics and Astronomy, the Bureau of Land Management, the list goes on and on. MDOT was here. Bellhaven University was here. Um, the University of Mississippi was here. The University of Memphis was here. Um, Jackson Planetarium and um, outside in Mississippi was here. How important are your exhibitors to an event like this? They're vital. They're absolutely vital. That they're the stars of the show. We're just giving them a space for their voices to be heard. Right. You know, we have a building filled here with scientists, and they're definitely going to showcase their work. 
but it's good to remind Mississippi that we have talent all over the state. Right. And there is no need for a brain drain when you have, like, this kind of talent. It's really good to focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the parent piece. How important is it for parents to be involved with bringing their kids to something like this? It may be the most important piece. If your child is very excited about science but your parent doesn't support it, it's going to be hard for that flower to bloom. You're right. Okay? And uh, so that's one of the reasons why, particularly at this location, we do multi-level education so it's not just for children though it children are very much an important part of it we're also educating parents on how to interact with their children and support that like uh, there are other events we do throughout the year throughout the year they're called the family nature detective workshops and they're built around the parent-child interaction in nature Mm -hmm. you know and kind of helping them connect to that Mm -hmm. and there's biology you know there's geology there's meteorology there's all these uh, you know all the ologies that we kind (laughs) of we talked about that earlier with somebody else (laughs) but we kind of help you know reconnect that and and here you know and this event is definitely part of that as well like uh we had stuff that was hands-on for like ages three and up and then we had uh, Dr. Francisco's uh, um, Mueller Sanchez's program, which was you know at least eighth grade and up, and the people that really hang on hung on for that one were adults, asking great questions. Right. And if you want to go see that full program, uh, he d- he did it as a Zoom meeting. People were asking questions in our theater, and that got broadcast directly to our Facebook, the museum's Facebook, during the Science Fest. Right. So it was streamed. Uh, and it will be on the LaFleur Museum District's Facebook as well. So uh, that's kind of great. Like, so if you couldn't be here in person, you had a chance to have that digital experience yeah, yeah. because learning happens in a lot of ways, right? Right, right. A lot of modalities. So you want to kind of touch base on all the different things you can get to. Good stuff. Not only did you have to come, you didn't have to come. You could have gotten a piece of it somewhere else. You get at least a piece of it. Like, we have... Um, Gosh, during the Snake Day event we had yeah. a couple of years ago when everything was virtual, we had uh, people from all over Asia that were checking in, you know, and watching the lecture. And I'm like, well, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, that was great. That so it became cool. a global event. It really was International Snake Day. It was so great. That was cool. <laughs> so cool. So cool, Nicole. Let's talk about the sponsors. Seaspire, yeah. Nissan, Eaton, Visit Mississippi, um, Farm Bureau. How important are they to an event like this? It's, you know, uh, things don't work without money. I I hate to say that. You know, like you wouldn't be knowing about this great event unless we could promote it in some way. And there's more to life than Facebook, right? Right. Uh, So there's some print advertising. You might have seen digital billboards. You might have seen, uh, heard radio shows. You might have seen like a couple of TV spots. Um, Sponsors do things like provide iPads temporarily for the event so we can check people in. They might provide some funding for buses so that we can have a bus between all four sites for the day. They might uh, help provide funding to bring a special keynote speaker in like Janet Marie Smith and in previous years Fred Hayes, the astronaut. So we've, you know, sponsors are really uh, a vital part of events like this. Cool stuff, cool stuff. I love it all. We have been enjoying our day visiting exhibits, looking at the trails. I saw the aquarium with the big fish downstairs. I'm going to take Jasmine down Good. there. She's been working with me. But we've had such a great time just doing all of the little events that were here and visiting the, visiting the exhibitors and everything. So just thank you for being such a great host. Well, thank you. And let me share this one thing because I think this is really important when it comes to events like this. 
This is but a moment, this place, this time. Science is a method. It is a process by which we ask questions and continue to pursue it. It's not just a magic show. It's not just a moment. Those are great and they're exciting and they might get you to want to come back to do more. It's like a snack or an appetizer that gets you to want to come back for more. But remember, if you have a child that likes birds, you can start it at your home. You can set up a bird feeder. You can start watching the birds that come to your yard. You don't even have to know which ones they are yet. Right. You know, there are great books out there that you can use to help you learn to identify things. There is so much for you to see and to do. Science is only a way of asking questions and trying to find answers. Right. And that is wonderful. Right. Now, if anybody wanted to become involved with the Mississippi Science Fest next year, if they wanted to learn more information about the Science Fest next year, where could they go? So the event is updated on MSScienceFest.org. Okay. You know, and they normally start the countdown for the next year tomorrow. Okay. I mean, there actually is a countdown thing. Oh. Um, and so it's a very good event. Also, it's nice to remember that we do events year-round here at the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science that are STEM and STEAM related. Okay. And so, like, if you wanted to get involved in a more intimate way, we have an excellent volunteer program starting with youth you know, around, you know, teenagers. Uh And then we have some adult volunteers too. We have a retired kindergarten teacher who has been volunteering in our paleontology lab for quite some time. And that woman knows her echinoids at this point. She can really tell you anything from the Cretaceous. Right. Uh, So there's always a place to be. There's always something. I mean, we're having a guided spider hike with Dr. Dr. Brent Hendrickson, who is an arachnid specialist, and he's going to be here in October. That's a limited attendance thing. People sign up for it. So it's, you know, a more intimate trail hike. We've got uh, something called Story Time in the Woods coming up, and that's meant for family engagement. But it's not just a story time. It's a family workshop. So author uh, Aaron Austin Abbott's going to be here. That's going to be in November. And uh, family sign up for it, and you'll get a signed copy of the book with the author. And then we're going to go on a guided nature trail to learn about autumn leaves and trees and then we're going to make a a nature mobile of the leaves of all the ones we learned that day and kind of take it home right so you have time with museum educators you have time with this author you have guided time on the trail and it's time to build that family unit up and exploration and joy and you know just celebrating nature right so that should be good so you don't have to wait a whole nother 365 days to um, enjoy the Museum of Natural Science here in Mississippi. You can do it coming up soon again. So <laughs> you can soon. do it next weekend if you want yeah, to. Yeah, and save the date for uh, Snow Much Fun. I know I'm, I'm plugging it. I can't help it. But there's, it's a really great event. And uh, that one's going to be uh, in early December. You can check our website for it. You're going to learn about snowflakes. There's symmetry. You're going to meet Santa Claus because you got to have Santa Claus in December. That's just how that goes down. And there may be scheduled snowfalls. I'm just saying. Okay. It could be a thing. In so. Mississippi. <laughs> the only way to guarantee that was snow machines, but it's going down. And a schedule. Yeah. <laughs>
on the half hour, there will be snowfalls. But weirdly, only in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm, right, I'm trying right. to get the weatherman to right. do that for me. Isolated we'll snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for joining me here on Chalkboard Chat. I already know we're breaking it down. You're busy right now. This is the end of it. You can visit again in 365 days, or you could come next week if you want to, to the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. Again, we're here with Nicole Smith. She is the event planner and naturalist here at the Mississippi Science Fest 2022, and we've had such a great time with her. Nicole, thank you for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat. Thank you, thank you. And i got to give a shout-out to the LMD, all the LaFleur Museum District. They're the ones that put this event together. We do it as a team. You know, it's not me. It's everybody. So, like, mass credit to everyone who does the heavy lifting. This is a big event. We do a lot of work for it. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. (laughs) This has been Chalkboard Chat. Class is now dismissed. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.